cigars all around Cheers, y'all Well, 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 well That sounds like a party about to happen, ladies and gentlemen Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza Known internationally as the world-famous Smoking and toasting. Welcome to show number 341 of our little uh, get-together here, where we talk about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, and try to consume as much of those things as we possibly can during the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's what yeah, we do. Yeah, buddy. We drink it so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> or you might want to. Or you might want to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And hopefully we'll help you. I think uh, that's part of our job, too. Hopefully we'll be able to help you uh, tell the difference. On today's show, finally... Finally, a big win for the cigar industry, for cigar lovers. We'll tell you about that. It's it's a it, it is a really big deal. And Dude, we'll, something we'll, went right for something once? went right for once. I mean, it's I feel amazing. like that's a Smith song or something. <laughs> I, <think, yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I am human and I need to be loved, just like everybody else does. That's yeah. Those are those are good words. Um, we uh, we will also be uh, doing some interesting tasting. Uh, Great Heights Brewing right here in Houston. We'll be trying their Hellas Lager. Hellas Lager. I can say that. Hell's, Hell's? Hellas Lager. Uh, Hellas. That I I think it's listen, Hellas. man. I don't know how to say this, but uh. Hellas, 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 Hellas. I think it's Hellas. Uh, uh, that's been one of those words that I've been back and forth on the pronunciation. But I've listened to other people say it, and they all seem to be saying Hellas. So <laughs> I'm going with that. At least if I'm wrong, I won't be alone, right? Uh, also, from Transient Artisan Ales, we'll be trying their Juice Session Double Dry Hopped IPA. They are out of Bridgman, Michigan, and, and there are so many Michigan great breweries, breweries, man. In Michigan, man. So, what is it about yeah, Michigan? I don't know. Lead, all those months of sitting around in the snow. Lead, I think, by Bells. I think Bells is like the yeah, yeah, preeminent great. Michigan yeah. uh, founders. Founders. Oh, oh my gosh. Go on. Yeah. And then from Greeley, Colorado, another state where they have great breweries, uh, and Weldworks Brewing Company will be trying their Medianoche, which is Spanish for Medianoche. Uh, <laughs> it's a caramel vanilla latte. And it looks like it's... I thought you were going to say dark noche, but okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, it's a caramel vanilla latte, and uh, it's uh, reasonably high in ABV, so I thought we'd save it for last. I love that stuff. And we'll be looking forward to it. Also, uh, here's another one I can't pronounce. Ron Gobernador. It's a 12-year rum from Cartagena, Colombia. So I don't think we've had a Colombian rum on There's the show There's a lot before. of syllables in one sentence. Yes, it is. <laughs> I just like saying Cartagena because I remember watching this... Uh, this Michael Douglas movie years ago, and I just loved the way he kept pronouncing. He, he would say it over and over. Uh, this is gonna really blah 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 in Cartagena. The way he said it was just like uh, you just wanted to hear him say it again. I like Michael Douglas. He's getting very old though. And then again, so am I. Uh, we will uh, be bringing you uh, the most popular uh, segment on the program. Uh, that doesn't come until a little bit later, but we will be uh, bringing you drinking news. And today's drinking news teaser headline is. Welcome to Cruises Believe It or Not. Don't you believe it. And we'll be looking forward to that. I think it's a very different uh, drinking news today, I will just say. Uh, <laughs> well, it's just me and you today. Yeah, I know. So uh, we did have a guest last week. We want to definitely thank him because he was a great guest. Will Brooks, uh, the Tequila Herradura brand ambassador, was here. We had some 
We had some tequila last week that was absolutely oh, yeah. out of this world <laughs> good. Outrageously good. Oh, my God, it was good. And so, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's almost it's almost scarred me now. I have to have the good tequila all the time. And that could be a little, be a little expensive. So, um, you always want the good was, tequila. Yeah, you always So uh, uh, just a teaser for next week, we'll have Lauren Dacey from uh, Jack Daniels on. Oh, very cool. And I'm hoping that uh, we get to try some of the more interesting uh, uh jack daniels expressions well it's if if i'm not going to give too much away she okay. she mentioned i got a text here from her. she was mm -hmm. thinking about bringing the bonded series okay well there you go that's <laughs> I mean, that's that's what i'm talking about uh, so i mean i'm pretty excited about that yeah, actually that, that, should, that should be great i'm not a big fan of the old number seven but uh um, you know, you, you gotta Jim give them Beam props. does the same thing. Like that that standard white label that's so popular is just it's not the best expression. Same thing with the the Jack Daniels old number seven. Yeah, I there's, mean, I'll drink it, but there's great you know, songs about it. Oh yeah, and it's it's you know but, uh, incredibly popular. Yes. So well, their branding is oh, it's I fantastic, mean, it's brilliant. Their it's branding fantastic. is is almost as awesome as like the old school Budweiser branding. When I know, saw like, right right back like in the day, so it's so iconic. You know, when I saw that Michael Anthony, a, a bass player for Van Halen, had a, a Jack Daniels <laughs> bass, yes. I thought that was just the coolest thing. It was I'd ever the seen. coolest thing it ever. Really was. Speaking of cool things, we have a cool beverage poured for us by our engineer, by Terry Michaels. Uh, this is our mystery beverage for the day. And uh, I, he was discreet, so I did not see what he was it's pouring. It's got a little lemony smell to it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that lemon pledge smell from uh, Bud Light Lime. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not quite so fabuloso mm -hmm. as far as the smell. And if, if, you, if you guys don't understand the fabuloso reference, uh, that's, that's a cleaning uh, agent that's very popular here in the South. <laughs> right. uh, it does not smell so good. Uh, it's I, very, it's I very strong smell. To be really honest with you, I'm not happy with the nose. Okay. Not happy. Now, it, that doesn't mean it's going to taste bad. It smells lemony and sticky. Mm -hmm. Right. But it could be great. I wonder if it's a seltzer. Let's see. Um, okay. It's more lemony than I was expecting. Yes. And the lemony taste is definitely better than the lemony smell. And, yes. and all of the stuff that y'all are saying, it's, it's great because I bought it because of who made it. When I saw it on the shelf, I was like, oh, I don't know. Them is this in the... one of the RTDs? Is this one of like a Lynchburg lemonade? Is that what this is? Mm. My mouth is just salivating. You're, like you're getting close. Of... You're getting very Holy close. Holy cow! Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what do you got? Let's see what this is. It's it's actually drinkable. It doesn't have that weird aftertaste. Simply lemonade apparently makes a simply spiked. Yes, lemonade. simply spiked well, lemonade. I, yeah, I drink I drink the simply juices and stuff all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and I never thought really of great. that. I didn't know they made anything that was spiked or alcoholic at all. And I saw that and was like, oh, I like, you know, to do some of the lemon spiked lemonades and stuff every once in a while. And yeah, I, I, I actually think it's pretty good. Like I, I was a little put off, I will admit, by the nose. Yeah, yeah but, the nose has a little bit of a, a floral um, cleaner kind yeah, of scent to it. Right. It kind of, it, you know, Lemon Pledge has forever carved a, a niche into my <laughs> smell brain. It's just, it's just you know, part of like me. when you smell yeah. this certain smell, you Always. instantly think of the furniture polish. That, that smell is part of the zeitgeist. I mean, yeah, it's I just, believe it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Bud Light Lime tastes like lemon blend mm -hmm. it does mm -hmm. it's it's horrible and unlike a lot of its other counterparts it actually has flavor it's it not a good flavor. flavor i remember but it is to, flavor well we got into an argument over this when we did the uh <laughs> the uh 
a light beer blind taste test. <laughs> yeah, me if you, and you were about to throw down, one. man. Uh, we we yeah, we got into a real argument because you said, well, uh, compared to all the other things, you were rating it higher. You said I was. You said at least this has flavor, and I said yes, but the flavor sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but at least there's something it's bad flavor. Yeah. So so you'd rather have bad flavor than less flavor. Uh, anyway, Is it but a the, little bit like staying with an abusive girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, sort of, yeah. Like the abuse that you know is yeah, better than the yeah. unknown. <laughs> yeah, she, she, I don't know. she keyed my car, but hey, you know. Uh, uh, she said at, she at was sorry. She, at least she did something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, no, I actually kind of like this. Uh, I would drink this, especially you know, with the temperatures we're this, having now. This you know? this would be a very refreshing. This one's though. oddly rare in that the more that you drink it, the more I like it. Actually. I agree with you yeah. on that. The first sip was a little off-putting because of the nose, mm -hmm. and then once you get the flavor in your palate it's actually pretty delightful and yeah, it doesn't it really have is. that awful um Terry, uh, uh, uh unnatural i was gonna say pass the can over here so we can show people fake what sweetness it's also an days. enormous can yeah <laughs> oh, god and it's at least five percent juice it says yeah, right here yeah, on the can. Th that reminds me of uh, that, means I was, that means it's 95 percent something else yeah. when i was a kid growing up yeah that reminds me when i was a kid growing up my mom used to buy us high c remember high c yeah. fruit punch oh yeah, yeah. yeah and they proudly yeah. proudly emblazoned on the side of the can uh, at least ten percent real fruit juice. At so least ten percent. <laughs> this I, okay. So the marketing on this is hilarious. This is naturally flavored with other natural flavors. <laughs> it reminds me of. Do you ever get like a a, a pizza, uh, either delivered or you take uh, the rest of it to go from like from like just a cool little local pizza shop not like a domino's or a pizza yeah, yeah. Just, and they have these boxes and always cracks me up uh the boxes talk about made with the best ingredients yeah. uh, we we do we bake with the best and leave it to you for the rest but it's so generic yeah. That, oh, yeah. it, that any pizza no brand, shop can no nothing yeah, right. any pizza Wait. shop can yeah. use it we so, use okay. only the <clears throat> finest ingredients oh thank you for that so i, I want to run down a couple things for you on this simply spiked um and it is it is delightful it's actually it's pretty good, but uh, it's five percent juice, mm -hmm. and it's five percent alcohol by volume. So that's ten percent of this is juice and alcohol. And what the hell is the rest? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to figure there's water, right? bubbles, and water. Water's, and water, water, bubbles. bubbles, and water. Yes. Hmm. So. Wow. I'm there is uh, a there's a caloric content here. Uh, this is this one can is 330 Ooh, calories. It is a big can though, a mm -hmm. very large. Well, can. yeah, yeah. No. Well, it says two serving. Well, this is two servings per container. So it's a 24 ounce can. Okay. At 170 per serving, so it's it's what uh, 50. Uh, I'm sorry, 20 calories more than a, a Coca Cola. Okay. Yeah. Per yeah. 12 yeah. ounce. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Serving. Well, there's definitely sugar in there too, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely sugar, sugar in there. Sure. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, that was interesting, Terry. I, I was a little worried when we when we smelled it, but yeah. that was actually pretty good. Turned out all right. It's a little on the lemony side. Yeah, it? this is not a significant <laughs> source of uh, saturated mm -hmm. fat, trans fat, mm -hmm. cholesterol, dietary fiber, vitamin D, calcium, it is, iron. It is not a significant source of it that? It's not. Oh, okay, it's well, not. that's good to know. It says right there on a can. Shouldn't get my vitamin C, daily vitamin yeah. C from a can of this. <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting your uh, iron and potassium from it. <laughs> good to, again, good to know. Well, uh, here at Smoking a Toast, and we try it so you don't have to. So, um it's a little sweet, little tart. It is stevia extract, it says mm. on here, too. But mm. it doesn't have that. Well, that's good. No. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste. Actually, a lot of stevia stuff is is really pretty good. We, uh, My wife likes sweetened iced tea, and we've switched from 
sweet and low to you know stevia uh, products, and uh, she likes it just as good. Been, been happy with that, and it causes significantly less cancer, mm-hmm. which is good to know. Mm-hmm. Significantly less <laughs> cancer, yeah. but that's only in California. Oh, uh, well, apparently yes, because yeah. everything causes cancer in California. But still, Every. we go to California occasionally, so oh, you yeah, know, yeah. we have to yeah. be on the. You got to be careful <laughs> about that. Yeah, absolutely, you don't want to be drinking something and catch cancer mm-hmm. while you're in mm-hmm. California. That's right, <laughs> or have the residual California <laughs> effect, you know, follow exactly. you home. Right. So, uh, no, uh, uh, seriously, though, uh, she likes it. And, 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 you know, we've switched that over. And I have really cut back on the diet sodas because there's just been too many studies coming out about this artificial sweetener. No. You know, and I can't, I, I I can't go just for... switch to the regular sodas. There's just way too much sugar. The, oh, the only yeah. drinks that I like that are really sweet yeah. are beer. I was going to say, if I'm going to. That's pretty much it. My, my, Whiskey. My, uh, my friend Dave Murphy, who we've had on the show before, has a saying that I like to, uh, uh, to adopt. And he says, I want my empty calories in beer and taco chips. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a good motto to adopt. You know, I'll take my empty calories in beer and taco <laughs> chips for sure. Um, so other things we may uh, try to get a, an opportunity to talk about on the show today, and I'm really interested in this one. Uh, it has begun. Anheuser-Busch has started selling off some of their craft breweries. Uh, so now it's a trend. Yes, and now it is a trend. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll see uh, we'll see what they have sold off so far. And uh, wouldn't it be interesting? You know, because one of the craft breweries they bought was Carbach here in Houston. Right. And wouldn't it be interesting if Carbach went back to being independent an independent uh, brewery? It would be interesting to see what might change in their beers. It'll be interesting to see what happens to the distribution because they're everywhere now. In the the region, they're everywhere. And I will tell you, hats off to them because they are everywhere. In the region, they are. You you can't miss them. You can't get away from them. Uh, So we'll talk about all of that, plus uh, uh, the uh, rating of the top 50 craft breweries in the United States on Yahoo. We'll try to get to that as well. It's Smoking and Toasting. We will take a break and be right back with more Tasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting, our show all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are very excited to be coming to you for the 341st time, which is pretty awesome. That's halfway to 400, my it friend. It totally is, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, also excited about this. Uh, now, they are, in fairness, being sold from one big company to another, but they're being sold from a ginormous company that I think does not really give two craps about craft beer to a company that is a little bit smaller and kind of you can make an argument that they do. Uh, Tilray is a Canadian cannabis company that already owns Sweetwater Brewing, Mm -hmm. which is probably one of the reasons why you see so many Sweetwater beers that are trying to infuse some cannabis in there. Uh, But they own Sweetwater. They own Montauk Brewing, Green Flash, and Alpine Beer Company. And we've I've had, had a few of those. We've had, had Green few, Flash yep. and Montauk before. And we've had Alpine Beer, too. I, I remember bringing some of those in on the show. So the deal will close at the end of September, and uh, it will include these brands. So here's what AB is selling off, okay? Shot Top, okay, which wasn't one they bought. They launched that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That was an internal. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery. Wow, okay. Uh, Blue Point Brewing Company. Ten Barrel Brewing Company. 
Red Hook Brewery. Wow, okay. Which Red Hook's been an AB forever uh, for a long time. It didn't start that way, yeah. but it was one they bought before this latest, uh, you know, influx of of craft beer breweries that they did. Widmer Brothers Brewing, which they make mm-hmm. some good beers. Square Mile Cider Company, and Highball Energy, which is an energy drink. Uh, uh, line that AB actually uh, discontinued in May, uh, but they're selling the the goods Sell for the that brand, as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, purchase price is equal to about $85 million in cash, according to an 8K filing, filing by uh, Tilray, and the transaction will include the current employee, employees, breweries, and associated brew pubs. In total, uh, Tilray acquires production facilities in Portland and Bend, Oregon, Littleton, Littleton Colorado, and Pachogi, New York, as well as eight new brew pubs across the country. So, yeah, very interesting. That's it'll, a that's a trip. I wonder if it'll uh, triple I'll, the size of Tilray's beer uh, offer. I wonder so. if if they're uh they're going to be a company that actually lets those breweries do what those breweries do or if they're going to be Well, I, I certainly hope so. And that was one of the things, you know, when you talked about uh when we talked about some of these sell-offs and some of the things that some of the individual sales that that because this isn't the only thing that AB has sold off. Uh and and some of these instances the brands that are acquiring them are really making uh, an effort. Well, you remember Constellation yeah. sold um, uh, what is the one with the big fish on it, um, the big gnarly fish. Why can't I think of that brand? Ma. With the big gnarly fish? Yeah. Uh, they do the uh, Sculpin IPAs. What oh, is the, uh, uh, um, um, um I'll think of it. No, I know what you're talking about, and I'm yeah. blanking on anyway, it. Ballast Point. Ballast Point, thank you. Uh, my brain is is uh, <laughs> not functioning as well as it used to. Matter of fact, it never did function as well as it used to. Uh, but uh, anyway, those were sold, and, and the um, the brewery that bought them you know, went public and said, we're going to make a commitment to restore the integrity of the this integrity, brand and yeah. restore the, uh, the recipes to what they once were. So I think that's exciting, and uh, you know this could be good. Anytime you see a boom, it happened in cigars. You see a boom, and then the boom kind of ends. Mm-hmm. And when things settle down, usually they're in a better place yeah. than they were before the boom. Because I don't think it's a crash. Kind of what's it's not a crash. No, it's, it's not a not. boom and a crash. It's a boom, you, and then you're right. You it's see like, a lot of articles about how the craft beer boom is over. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing if it is. But craft beer is still growing. It's just yeah. not growing as fast yeah. as it was. And what's interesting to me, though. Is AB took their position in craft beer by buying, you know, Carbach and all these other breweries as a kind of a way to hedge their bets a little bit against, okay, if this is going to be the big growing segment of the beer industry, uh, here's what we're going to, right. here's, here's how we're going to take 2% of our right, right. market let's, share. Let's own it and, and take it ourselves. So it's interesting seeing them go the other way. But then again, AB's got their own problems right now and cash yeah, flow is down. Yeah, so yeah. there's that. All right. We're going to uh, take another break. We will be uh, back in just a moment. I smoked a really interesting cigar that I'm excited to tell you about. And I have a feeling you may uh, have a similar mm, situation. I to talk about. All right. We'll do that when we come back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, oh, yeah. and hand-rolled cigars. All very, very enjoyable things. I'm going to do the whole rest of the show on this voice. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. No. <laughs> I can't do that. It's, it's all good. It's all good. That was an empty hey, threat. Speaking of uh, speaking of your voice, uh, your band is uh, is kind of making some waves these days. you got a new um, single out. And, it's and it's you very are... gently tearing up the country charts in Texas. Yeah, so that's a pretty cool so, thing. That so, is pretty cool. So the name of the band is Willow Creek Junction. Willow what's the, Creek what's Junction. the name of the single? 
Uh, so the latest single is Naka Nowhere. There's a there's a town. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is located in a town called Nacogdoches, mm-hmm. the Texas and, town of some right, and it's yeah. it, it is kind of in the middle of nowhere. It really is, yeah, and uh, <laughs> in the country, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so. uh, it's a it's a song. It's a story about. Um, about a gig that the, the band went out there and did. The trailer broke. Everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. And but they went out there and played, had a great time, wrote a song about it. And so the um, uh, the single is on like Spotify. Yeah, and it's Apple on Spotify. Music it's and, on everything you can get. So it's called so, Naka yeah. Nowhere. Naka Nowhere by Willow Creek Junction. Willow so Creek Junction. Go check it out. Give you a little plug there. Um, I want to do um, talk cigars, but I thought maybe while we talk cigars, we could sip. Uh, this first uh, beer for the oh, show. Yeah, okay, uh, I can make Great that Heights is a really cool uh, brewery here in mm-hmm. our town in Houston, and uh, I got to hang out with uh, Abby Heim and her friend uh, from Great Heights and her friend Joe Root uh, last week. And uh, Abby was kind enough to leave a few beers behind, Ooh. including the Hell's Lager. So I have I have tasted this, and I will I will not say too much about what I think until you have tasted it. But I thought you could perhaps. Pour I don't it. know if I tried this one from. We them could talk yet. about this. I think this is fairly new. I think this is fairly new. And uh, while I'm at it, I don't think it has come out yet. But, Ian, I'm going to have to bring you, because I have one more can, which left me like three or four cans of, of beer, including this, and two cans that didn't even have a label on it of a Belgian quad that Ooh. they're about to release. So, And it may be one of – I, I will say this now. I think it was – because I had one yesterday. And it was, I think, the best Belgian quad I have ever tasted. So that place makes me happy because the last time I was there, and you know I love Belgian, right? Mm -hmm. You know I love uh, barley wines. Last time I was there, they had barley wine, and I just sat and drank barley wine. (laughs) I I may have walked in at 90 degrees and gone out at 45. I hear that. I hear that. It was a tilt. But this Belgian quad, seriously, I got to... I gotta force myself not to drink the other one that I have, so I can bring it to you. I think you will be <laughs> crazy about it. And this has when it actually hits stores, we'll ha- we'll try one on the show. This has too. such an incredibly grainy kind of mm. nose. Oh yes, this is Love this it. is this immediately says Pilsner Lager uh, that has that that feel to it uh, on the nose. And and Great Heights, you know, they're a fairly small brewing company, but they're starting to show up in some of the uh, grocery stores and things yeah, around town. Been seeing them. Yep. So. Uh, so this, this is, is uh, if you like that pure taste of uh, beer ingredients, right? This tastes like it's like, hard to it's hard this to tastes like a it. brewery smells when you yes. walk into it, right? It has that. It's not overly sweet, but it's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, it, it's a lot of things, but it has that raw beer kind of like walking into a brewery kind of smell mm-hmm. that's so good. It's very got a very grain forward mm-hmm. uh, uh, flavor to it, but uh, but also has a little bit of the malts and and just it's very drinkable too. Oh man, it's it's so round on the back end. This is fantastic. Yeah, it really is quite good. It really is quite good. They know what they're doing over there at Great Heights. They really do. I'm good. This is going to directly affect sales. I love that because I'm going to buy <laughs> some of this. And wait till, you t- wait till they release this Belgian quad. I'm telling you. Uh, that's not a style that I'm often raving about. Uh, that's, this, I think this might be the first time I've heard you rave about this one. beer was so good. Oh man, yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll when it when it comes out when it hits the shelves, we will definitely get the, some. We have and talk about it. in Houston. We have a wealth of fantastic loggers popping mm-hmm. up, and I will tell you, it's right been now, a real year for loggers. I loggers. would love to try this right next to uh, Equal Parts Lager beer, mm-hmm, which is also which very I good. think is one of the most fantastic loggers. Mm-hmm. That there is, and also so I would love to try them back to back because this is yeah. that kind of good. Yeah, it really is, really good. So speaking of good, have you uh, had the opportunity to 
Uh, smoke a cigar you found interesting this week? That's funny you should ask. <laughs> As I often do. Last night I went out on my patio. <coughs> oh, nice. You'll be able to tell from the pictures because they don't look like I'm in the cigar uh, lounge like I usually am. And you may look a little sweatier. I may look a little sweatier. Was, yeah. I, I said I got a little fan sitting out there. And mm. the funny thing is I forgot to turn the fan off one night. And uh, I have a few outdoor cats. I forgot to turn the fan off one night and walked out the next day and they're all sitting in front of the fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just leave the fan on now. I'm like, it's a 24-hour fan until That's it dies. Great. For the kitties. Uh, but I'm sitting, out, <laughs> right? I'm sitting out there in the dark with my cigar. Um, and uh, so I, I, I have a few cigars in my humidor that I've been saving kind of for cigar review stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Like this one, this one's going to be like interesting so i'm gonna do a review and one of them was uh agonorsa leaf I, I got the um anniversario corojo lancero nice this is a crazy look at this picture of the cigar man it's it's like almost the entire cigar wow is covered with this sleeve that they put on it and these two bands you only get to see literally the last like three quarters of an inch yeah. of the cigar by the way i look up and go wow as if i'm looking at that <laughs> I, which I lets that. me know that Adam will put it over here <laughs> put the picture in, the, the uh, in the post when he does the video version <laughs> a, of the show. There's but. a sense of humor in there somewhere. Um, so this is a 7.5 by uh, 40 Lancero. Mm -hmm. uh, the wrapper is a Nicaraguan Corojo binders, uh, Nicaraguan fillers, Nicaraguan. So total burrow here. Uh, the appearance on this, once uh, that has the Anniversario band, a little secondary band with the two uh, coins on it. <clears throat> and a sleeve the total coverage of the uh, cigar itself is like 80 percent. you can't see <laughs> almost any of the cigar uh when you take the when you take the sleeve off though what you what you're left with is this uh gentle box press lancero uh milk chocolate brown wrapper with some veins oily and smooth firm feel overall the pre-light sniff on this i i you know it was it was a pretty tight uh nose i um uh, I got barnyard, I got fermented hay, I got some tea leaf, and a little bit of a sweet note that was a little undefinable underneath there. I used the, uh, uh, on the pre-light draw, I used a clip. I had a very tight draw on this. Like, mm. I wasn't... Uh, That's tough on a Lentero, because it's tough to Right, right. There's just not a lot of working it, it out. Uh, leathery and earthy notes, slightly sweet right off the pre-light draw. Um, the initial light on this, I got the total Nicaraguan pepper breeze. Breeze. Oh, I like it. It wasn't a, a blast. It's it was a different a sort of an NPB. Yes. <laughs> it's a Nicaraguan pepper breeze. I like it. Uh, spicy pepper with sweet coffee, leather on the lips, retrohale is peppery and sweet wood. Um, the first third of this draw is still tight. Uh, the wrapper is delightfully toothy, though. Um, pleasant leather and, uh, and wood backed by spicy pepper and earth. Underlying sweetness keeps the spice in balance. Pepper leaves a little tingle on the tongue. Retrohale is sweet cedar and pepper. Um, solid ash. Uh, good burn. Nice. Um, the second third of this, uh, a bit of baking bread and, and an earthy sweetness sit just behind uh, cedar dryness and increasing white pepper. A nutty note appears while the strength ramps up. Uh, the, the draw opens up slightly and reveals coffee and stronger cedar um sorry my thing jumping lost my place uh, reveals uh some coffee and um a little bit stronger cedar retrohale is sweet cedar and white pepper solid ash good burn the last third of this the draw opens up a little bit more good so now i had about a medium draw on this which was mm -hmm. okay because it mm -hmm. got less annoying as the cigar right, went on right. which is which is the opposite of what usually happens exactly right? yeah uh, i know <laughs> so a uh, draw opens up a little bit more i got some brown bread and, and peppery spice uh contend with cedar and a slight sour note coffee and leather weave uh in and out uh, along with tea nuts and earth retrohale is peppery and woody with a sweet nuttiness solid ash good burn 
Uh, this cigar is $13, uh, and it's a Lancero. I really, really hate to have um, a gripe about it, but the, the draw was real tight. It did For a $13 cigar. open up a bit. Yeah. You know, and so uh, so while I was really tempted to to market below five, I'm assuming this was a one off, and the flavors were good enough to put it back up to a five. I'm gonna give it a solid five on this. So one. you feel you're like you got you're, your money's getting what worth. you're paying yeah. for. Okay. And even with my draw being a little tight, it got less annoying as we went along, and I was pretty happy with this. It got great like flavors. It's kind of like me. I have a tendency to get less annoying as we go along. <laughs> yes, you think so. Huh? First, I mean, of course you do. For when you first meet me, though, oh, man, it's rough. It's really, really rough. Uh, well, I had an interesting one uh, this week. I smoked an H. Upman number no. 2 Hispanola by Jose Mendez. This was the Bellicoso. Ah. And uh, Hispanola is the... Um, that's where Columbus actually landed. It's, it's an island. Right. People say Columbus discovered America. He didn't discover the United States of right, America right. Uh, geographically. No, he, he didn't discover the he mainland. Was, no. He was a little further south. Yeah, he actually landed in an island. But in any case, um, they grow uh, some tobacco on that island. It's in the Dominican Republic, and it's a, uh, a pretty interesting um, place in terms of the tobacco that they're able to grow, which I'll get to uh, in a few minutes. Uh, H. Upman cigars always seem to use a very very kind of like understated uh, presentation, nothing too glaring or shiny on the boxes or bands, uh, just a sophisticated mm -hmm. H. Upman logo, classic color combinations. Uh, the brand, H. Upman, has been around for a long time, uh, but in the recent years, they've begun collaborating. The H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez is a favorite of mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, and for this particular cigar, uh, they teamed up with master blender Jose Mendez. Uh, it uses an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper and then Dominican binder in filler, including Olor, uh, Pilotico, and Andulo tobacco. Andulo tobacco is indigenous to the island of Hispanola and is uh, rarely used for handmade premium cigars. Uh, it undergoes a special fermentation process that helps to accentuate the qualities of the leaf. And so that's what's in this cigar. And it, it looks just like a very normal uh, you know, Torpedo Bellicoso Cigar, uh, the pre-light gave me the note of a freshly mowed field of grass and hay. You know, mm -hmm. you know that it's almost yeah. it's almost like a tiny bit damp, you know, just from having, drive through having, the country yeah, right. in the morning. Uh -huh. A little barnyard, a little earth. I used my cigar scissors to snip the top, uh, snip the top and gave it a little fire to get it going. The first puffs were all about toast so much that I thought about actually coining the phrase Dominican toast blast. But then I thought better of it, so I won't be I won't be trying to go there. Uh, the Espanola Torpedo uh, pretty quickly settled into a flavor groove for the first third, uh, with the toast remaining, but uh, not being quite so dominant. The initial third gave me a nice balance between savory and sweet, with a meaty and peppery kind of note being balanced by cream, nuts, and the aforementioned uh, toast. The pepper uh, left a pleasant tingle on my tongue, and the retrohale reminded me of toasted almonds. Mm. So all kind of coming together pretty that well. Sounds pretty good. Second third was just as good, nicely complex, very enjoyable. Notes of dried fruit uh, joined the party, cedar and cinnamon, as well as the taste that I was getting from the first third. Uh, the torpedo smoked well. The burn was a little wavy at times, but never problematic. The strength, which kicked off at a almost mild to medium, was a solid medium by the end of the first third and continued to kind of grow as the cigar bit, smoked. Yeah. yeah. By the final third, I was actually becoming really impressed. I'm I, I'm not sure how I missed knowing about this cigar because I think it's been out for a while and I've probably seen it and just never actually picked I've one up. I've seen it. I haven't tried it. 
Um, wonderful complexity, crazy notes of all kinds of flavor that would come and go, but all kind of held together by this savory sweet balance that makes it a really wonderful experience to smoke. Uh, the Upman Hispanola starts out just north of mild and grows in intensity to almost full by the time you are done uh, smoking it, which I thought was interesting because last week I had that cigar where half of it was <laughs> mild tobacco, half of it was <laughs> right, full, right, right. and kind of had that same experience, right? Uh, anyway, a very impressive uh, smoking experience. Uh, it's a 9 to $10 cigar at today's prices, and it's absolutely worth it. Sometimes it's easy to sleep on the more traditional brands like yeah, H. Upman, yeah. uh, but Jose Mendez has blended them a winner with the Espanola. Definitely recommended, and I'll go with a six price to quality. It's, uh, awesome. it's that good. Awesome. Even at that price, I'll go Yeah, with I'm it. totally picking one of those yeah. up. You were directly uh, affecting it, sales. It is. I, I, honestly, I really enjoyed this cigar. That's, that's two out of two today. Like... very different from kind of my normal... You know, what I usually right. smoke. I usually go for more of the earthy chocolate, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of leather and, and, and those kind of flavors in the Nicaraguan tobacco type uh, uh, type things. But I really enjoy this uh, and I will I will be buying more. Definitely. Nice. Definitely. You know, you mentioned like it's really easy to sleep on some of those bigger brands. Uh, I, I, it kind of brought that to my attention. A couple of days ago, I went out to fire up my grill and I had a, a Romeo. Mm -hmm. uh, Romeo Hulet. And I was like, this is a dang good cigar yeah I mean, yeah i know nothing wrong with this. you're you're absolutely right and you know when i first got started in cigars you know those were the brands that i smoked they were the easiest ones to find right. generally and you would read about them and go oh this is, you know this is a legitimate a reputable brand and during the boom uh they were less likely to start using a bunch of cheaper tobacco right. and and allow their quality to slip than uh, some of the other brands so yeah i i, I became a, a fan and when H. Upman released the A.J. Fernandez blend, uh, then I really I that I became a regular rotation for me, mm -hmm. and I absolutely dig it. Uh, by the way, just uh, a mention before we go to break that our uh, rating system, price to quality, if you're new to the show, um, it's a one to ten scale. But if you give something a five, it means you got exactly what you paid for. Yeah, right. Uh, it means it did not disappoint. If it rates above a five, it means it actually outperformed its price range. Yeah, this and is a sliding scale. And if it rates below a five, it could still have been very good. It just maybe wasn't as good as what you as paid. Good as price. Yeah, yeah, this is more of an experience scale than a right than a Absol rating scale, Absolutely. so to speak. You know, and that's the reason I gave this a six. Ultimately, it was the experience of the cigar. It was just a very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. If if you get one of these, I recommend save it for some time when you can really sit, sit down and, and savor it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, we still got a lot of ground to cover. We haven't even told you about this great news uh, for the cigar industry. We finally, Can't finally won, and I'll tell you about that coming up. Plus, we have more to taste, including, by the way, a uh, an IPA from Transient Artist Nails called Juice Session. So we'll be getting to that coming up. Good beer, Abby. Welcome back, my friends. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our so show good. is all about craft beer, fine spirits, Those and hand-rolled cigars. Too, yes. And for anyone who's uh, getting the show on broadcast and the uh, station only takes the first hour of the show, I want to let you know that even though we'll be bidding you goodbye uh, shortly here, uh, you I can do. always hear the second hour of the show uh, by going to our website, smokingandtoasting.com, or you can uh, pick us out on any of the socials. You can get us on Instagram or on Facebook or just go to YouTube. 
YouTube. Smoking Through a toast. YouTube. Yeah. Put a and, sign in the background. Turn the lights down a little bit low. Yeah. Get yourself a, a, a beer or a wine. Yeah. Uh, you know, sit on the couch with your lady. And so, and by the way, while you're doing all that, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, that'd, sir. That'd be that'd be a good that thing. Was, to that do. was yeah, yeah. That was a so, lot better than the plaintiff. Please subscribe. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we're helping out your sexy time, the least you can do is subscribe. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, uh, the uh, in I, I'd like to just uh, we haven't tasted this beer yet, but I want to offer a toast. This is to the premium cigar industry for fighting the good fight. Ladies and gentlemen, we can now declare victory in the fight against FDA regulation of premium cigars. Really? The United States District Court for the District of Columbia has ruled to fully vacate the deeming rule as applied to premium cigars. In the case of Cigar Association of America, etc., or et al. is the way it's actually written, uh, versus the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the cigar industry has won. This news will mean the end of mandated war warning labels, pre-market review of cigars, and other limitations that have been So now we can have like ability more blends makers. and smaller, yep. smaller batch blends. Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. Uh, it, it, these things have impeded the ability of cigar makers to work freely, and cigar makers are exuberant. Rocky Patel said, It's been a very difficult and challenging journey, years of hard work, relentless dedication to the cause, and much financial strain. Rocky Patel works so hard at that side of he it nowadays, really does. and he's so passionate. And he says, Finally, this cottage industry is saved from the illegal, ambiguous, and overreaching regulations. Now we can focus on making great quality cigars, and you will have the freedom to enjoy them for many years to come. Oh, man. Carlos Fuente Jr. says, By a few of us never giving up and putting our money, time, heart, and soul online, we all won, even when so many others thought it was senseless. Now with this very meaningful victory, everybody wins. So is this the end of the one-third of the... Yes. Yeah, uh, one third of every label beautiful had to cover one third of your ornate cigar box. cigar box has to be covered mm -hmm. with this mm -hmm. big government warning thing. Yeah. David uh, Newman of J.C. Newman called it a huge, huge day for premium cigars. And Lito Gomez, the maker of La Flor Dominicana, oh, man. says early on in the fight, I started saying this was going to be resolved in a court of law just because we were right. Yes, that uh, that's amazing. You know, uh, so there was a whole bunch of companies like right before that went was instated mm -hmm. um uh they went and named a whole bunch of cigars and kind of created these ghost brands mm -hmm. um because that was the only way like if they could get them in and grandfather them in before that law that's the only way they could start putting out these new blends right. under those right. names that they're I, I, we were in the uh we were in the humidor at uh stogie's yes, in houston yes. and we were talking with uh with, jorge, with yeah. jorge about this and he was saying that a lot of them literally released like Less than fifty boxes bare of a thing. amount of boxes, and, just and so it, they had the name. And he said that the cigars in there might not even be what the cigar blend winds up being. Right when they finally they decide to go into production, names, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that so. that puts an end to that. Now they right. can come out with experimental blends, and it right. doesn't have to go through this incredibly long process. Exactly. Um, and that's that's I'm so happy for that. Plus, that's the amazing. cigar industry has spent millions and millions of dollars and hours and hours of time on this fight, and so now. 
It's over. And as much money as the government taxes out of cigars, right? you'd figure they want cigars to sell. One would think, yeah. Right? Because they definitely make some money on the taxes. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, That's come for on. Sure. So, the- anyway, um, uh, Corey Bappert of Oliva Cigar said, we will always be under attack, but today we put the U.S. government on notice that we will not be pushed around and will always defend our right to enjoy premium cigars. So here is to the cigar industry, to Rocky and all these guys for fighting it the way they mm-hmm. did. Uh, and, you know, we'll have to get Trey Boring on uh, this is the show. He's our legal he's, expert. Yeah, 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 so it would be interesting to get him on, and uh, maybe we'll work on that in the next few weeks to see if he can, uh, you know, just kind of give us the overview of the ruling, and is it really over? But all I mean, these I'm cigar makers... Them after the show. Yeah, all these cigar makers seem to indicate that, yeah, it really is over. <laughs> What'd you pour us here, Ian? Uh, oh, so this is the... Uh, uh, this is the uh, juice session, oh, double my, dry good. hopped India Pale Ale. From, we're gonna have to talk about it in the next segment because because uh, we're running out of time. But this is Transient Artist Ales, and I'm just gonna go ahead and let you go, let you know on a cliffhanger. Man, this is good. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. It's one of the better hazies I've had. It's fantastic. All right, we'll get back to that. Tell you a little bit more about what we're getting out of this. Plus, we're not too far. Uh, from drinking news and if you are leaving us at the end of this hour be sure and check us out on uh, youtube it's smoking and toasting hit subscribe we'll be right back Welcome back. It is Smoking and Toasting. We are so proud to be coming to you today with uh, all this good news for the cigar industry and with another fantastic beer. Oh, my God. This so IPA is delicious. Artisan Ales crushes yeah. it with this juice session, double dry hop. Totally the balance on this is impeccable. It cannot be pecked. I dare you. <laughs> it is uh, coming in at 6% alcohol by volume. Uh, not much more information on this Brood and Bridgman, uh, Michigan. But uh, this is an outrageously good, it really is um, it really juicy is. IPA. It is as uh, it is as citrus as you can get without it being ridiculous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it still is balanced. It's got uh, it's got a nice hoppiness to it, but nothing about it is bitter. Uh, it's just absolutely but it's got bitter, balanced. which yeah. is you know it doesn't leave you bitter. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit. It's just fantastic. It's um, transient is uh, out of Colorado, Bridge, uh, Bridgman, Bridgman, uh, Michigan. Michigan. I'm yeah. telling you, man, these Michigan brewers know what they're doing. You gonna send this can back for ten cents? <laughs> <laughs> uh, only if they refill it again. That would be great. <laughs> I would. T- I would take that deal. Um, right. <laughs> Mm. When I was a kid, my mom lived in Michigan for a while, and we used to do that, get all the cans yeah, in Michigan. Yeah. I was like, this is fabulous. You can't oh. do this in Texas at all. Oh, no. We did it uh, when I lived in um, um, in uh, Massachusetts as well. <laughs> you would take When you would go to the Cappies, which was the big liquor store, uh, you would take your bags of aluminum cans, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you'd stand in the front and, and put them in, and then it would spit out a, a ticket. You're like, oh. I got five bucks off the beer I'm about to yeah, buy. Exactly. <laughs> so, it was, exactly. So it was always you. You always hoping, you know, you you had enough cans. You know, to, psychologically, over the last few beers that you bought, you paid more than five bucks over. Oh, sure. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs> like you said, still a win. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is from Transient Artisan Ales. We've had Transient's beers on the show before, and they've always been good. I can tell you that. Uh, but this is this is as good an IPA this as is, I've yeah this as is I've really had in a really while. nice. I mean, it, like the uh, bang. 
bangers today because that first uh that first uh lager was outrageous yeah too. it really was and, and and i haven't tasted this uh caramel vanilla caramel latte that we're uh beer that we're gonna have uh a little bit later on in the show but i just have a feeling about it i do <laughs> i have a really interesting feeling about it i uh I probably can't do a the, good job of saying I haven't tasted the, the, this. The Ron gubernatorial. Yeah, yeah. But I will uh, I will still let you uh, pour and we'll we'll give that a try while I tell you about um a list that I've gotten that I think is very very interesting. It's a list of the highest rated beers in America and it comes from Beer Advocate. So people uh, you know go on to the the beer uh lover sites and uh, they give the beers their rating. So this is consumers rating beers. And you have the top 20 highest rated ones. So I thought I'd share these with you. While I just want to say thank you for clearing the neck of this bottle. And also, I'm so happy to do um, it. And, and the, the extra. There's a little more than the neck. You went all out to yeah, make well, sure. Sometimes even when the neck is clear, and this is a short neck bottle, right? Yeah, you can see how exactly, short that is. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes you, even even when the neck is notice, clear, though, you can still have first spillage. Quarter you notice today that no paper towel has been harmed in the pouring of this Oh, wrong. Well, you have just totally jinxed it now. You realize this. <laughs> Actually, I just did just. Oh, okay. It. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, the, the, but this points, to, this points to my safety uh, uh, issues here because even as far down as I took that uh, that uh, quantity of, of, uh, of rum, it's still. You, you can still that. have. Yeah, you're you still, still dangerous. Have a environmental. It's a good quarter down the bottle. That's at least. Right. Environmental <laughs> compromise when it, when it pours right. down the outside of the bottle there. So, uh, coming in at number 20 on this list of highest rated beers in the United States, La Fin du Monde is oh. number 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At 19 is the Celebration Ale from uh, Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada, yeah. yeah. yeah which is, that, nice. That's a big beer, by the way. Yep. Uh, Ruination IPA from Stone comes in at number 18. Ruination's beautiful. And Stone again at 17 with their Arrogant Bastard arrogant Ale. Bastard. <laughs> you gotta love that. Those are like, those are so classic. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but like, those are some of the ones that really, mm -hmm. I really started like getting into craft beers with those. And here's another one, uh, the Enjoy Buy. This is actually one of my favorite Stones because uh, they yeah. actually put a date on it. Uh -huh. Like enjoy this by such and such date. And then it's part of the name, so you have it. At, so you know you're getting some of their freshest. Beer. Absolutely, I, I love that. Well, they'll put Jokovesa on there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Three Floyd's Brewing's Zombie Dust comes in at number yeah. fifteen on this list, and the Torpedo Extra IPA uh, from Sierra Nevada comes in at fourteen. I don't know if I had the Extra IPA. Uh, oh, it's good. It's good. It's just, it's it's a lot like their Pale Ale. It's just bigger. Just more. Yeah, it just bigger. I, I like more. It's the Torpedo. Uh, Stone again at number thirteen with just their straight up Stone IPA, yeah. which by the way I really like. Yeah, uh, uh, you know they have they have so many special uh, different IPAs, but that you forget one, how good their their yeah just their standard old yeah. Stone IPA is fantastic. At number twelve <coughs> is the sixty minute IPA from Dogfish Head, great. which is a great beer. And Sierra Nevada's you know uh, standard, if you will, their mm -hmm. Pale Ale comes in at number eleven. At number ten. The Russian Imperial Stout from North Coast Brewing called Old Rasputin. Old Rasputin. Yeah, that's a beer. That's definitely a beer. That's a big beer. Uh, number nine is the Bourbon County brand stout from Goose Island, yeah, no. yeah, which is also very good. Uh, Hop Slam Ale from uh, Bell's Brewery comes in at number eight. I've never been a huge fan of that particular beer, but it's Bell's, you know. And it they, is. They Hop, Slam, Hop Slam is an appropriate name it, for that yeah, beer. They, they, I no think doubt. they're going for out of balance on mm -hmm. that and just going here. Palette wrecker. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Um, the American Imperial Stout called KBS from Founders comes mm -hmm. in at number seven. You're a pretty uh, big fan of that. Kentucky Bourbon Stout, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, the Sculpin from uh, our Ballast Point Brewery, we were talking about that uh, earlier. It's hard to comes go in at number six. So, what you got to realize, though, about these highest rated beers is that people have been rating a beer like Sculpin for years, yeah. right? So, this is an aggregate where they get their score. The average rating for the Sculpin is a 4.4. Um, a 4.6 was the rating for the KBS, uh, uh, for example. Um, but there's 14,633 votes included in that for yeah. the Sculpin. So that's a lot of votes. That's probably been uh, building for a while. <clears throat> uh, the Imperial IPA uh, from uh, the Alchemist Brewery in Vermont called Hetty Topper comes in at mm -hmm. number five on the list. Pliny the Elder from Russian River Brewing Company in California comes in at uh, number four. At number three, the Two-Hearted IPA from Bell's. Brilliant. Just highly rated. Brilliant. Number two, the 90-Minute IPA from those, Dogfish So those Head. top two are my absolute <laughs> favorite yeah, IPAs. Yeah, the last two that we talked about. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to be pretty excited about what came in at number one. The highest rated with 17,908 votes and an average rating of 4.5, Founders Breakfast Stout. Oh, so good. They're oatmeal stout. So, yeah, isn't that so cool? So good. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I dig it. So uh, I thought that was a very interesting list. And I, I thought it was good because it wasn't one of those where it's a list of 20 and 18 of them are beers no one has ever heard of outside of, you know. It, all, one of the reasons these beers all made this list is because they had to be highly rated by a lot of people. Therefore, they have to be beers that are available widely. Right. You know, instead of being uh, really cool things that somebody discovered but you can't get outside of idaho or something you know what i mean so anyway i, I thought that was interesting so uh rum time i, I poured us the rob gubernador gubernador i think uh, gubernador yes I'm, I'm having a little fun with the name it's a, but uh, it's a 12-year rum from cartagena colombia aged in american charred white oak barrels uh -huh. in Carta, cartagena um distilled from molasses Mm -hmm. Not a lot of other uh, information on here. They got nope. some awards, uh, Spirits 2016 Silver Medal, um, and a gold from something that's hard to read there. But, uh, yeah, so not a lot of uh, information on the bottle. Uh, on the nose, there's uh, there's definitely some wood. Mm -hmm. Some oak? The oak, yeah, the molasses. And um, I'm going to say this. And you're going to laugh. And a little bit of tire fire. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I laughed. <laughs> tire fire. Springfield tire fire. <laughs> and on the uh, on the uh, first sip of this, it's um, it's not as round as you'd think up front. Mm. Um, but it's it's got a little bit of sweet. It's got a little bit of structure to it and a little bit of mouthfeel, even though it looks a little bit thin in the glass. And then when you take that uh, sip... And you uh, and you swallow and you uh, retrohale, you get a little bit of tire fire. Now let me explain though. I love it. Yeah, I love that funky rubbery thing well, that rum, some rums have. And some, this, yeah, some rums have got that rubbery quality mm -hmm. to them. I don't find this nearly as rubbery as some other rums that I really like. It's by not. The way. It's not. It's just got a hint of that. 
And I, I laugh because I say tire fire. There's a very distinctive smell when rubber burns, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got just a kiss of that kind of smoke to it, which is I, really interesting. I just think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. I, I think it's one of the better rums I've had in It's a really while. good. So I mean, we're batting three out of three today on the, uh, on the list. Oh, four, <laughs> this is four out of it because the, uh, the mystery drink the was mystery pretty drink, fun, yep, too. Yep. So this is just under 50 bucks. Just under 50. Okay, wow. This is, this is funky and, and fun. I could see this also going into a uh, a, a classic rum cocktail mm-hmm. that would be you know very interesting because because it's not as sweet as some of the rums that you'd use for that. No, but it has such a wonderful oakiness to it, such a wonderful uh, a, a vanilla yeah. note. Uh, I, I just this. This is exactly what I want in a run. And the aftertaste has a slight, like, that oaky astringency kind of thing. And a little really bit nice. of, uh, uh, you know when you eat, like, a coffee cake, you know, that that sort of cinnamony sugar uh, mm-hmm. that's on the top? The, the, I get a little bit of that in the aftertaste, too, in the finish. And listen, any of you who are turned off by the idea that it has a little bit of a tire fire kind of smoke to it, don't please be. don't. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like, <laughs> it really I, it's is. a weird way to describe it. <laughs> I'll and I'm sure there's better ways. I'm sure if we if we got uh, um, Liliana in here or even Chris mm-hmm. Hart, they'd have a way more interesting way to yeah, put it. I, I, this is I, this is my speech. Yeah, but I, I, I will tell you, I, if if we had a rep from this company on, and they brought a rum in, and it was this rum, and they poured it for us, and then I said, "What does it retail for?" And they said ninety eight dollars. I wouldn't bat an eye. It tastes it's, yeah, that the quality is that outrageously good. I'm not saying I would immediately fork out ninety eight dollars because that's a lot of money, but it would not surprise me to find out that mm-hmm. this was a near one hundred dollar rum. And and at at forty eight, I believe it was. I think it's a Ron Gubernador. Yeah, Gubernador, and, Gubernador. and I've never heard of this brand. Never it was the it. only expression they had on the shelf at Specs by them. I just. Thought okay, well this looks interesting, and and that that can be the fun sometimes of of buying things to bring in on the show because I might buy things that I never would have bought otherwise. Right, know? right. And so it's kind of fun, you know. And on a very rare occasion, we get something that's not particularly good. That and, happens once right, in a long it does, while. But. It does. But I I will now explain that the reason the neck was so clear clear. Was when I tasted it at home, I couldn't stop drinking it. It was just, I was like, I'm going to have a little more. What is it? What is it? The Cheech and Chong thing? A little more for Santa Claus. A little bit more for Santa Claus. Uh, No, that was was really, really a good rum. And and by the way, it says here on the side, there's not that much information, but they apparently won gold uh, at uh, Spirits Competition in 2018. Uh, they won the silver in 2016 and the World Wine and Spirits Competition. Uh, it's silver medaled in 2016. So um, they're doing something right. Yeah, they really are. And it's not a brand I'd ever heard of. I've never heard of that before. Ron Gobernador. And the bottles, the bottles, like. It's just like a standard yeah, rum bottle. It's, it's like my, I might even pass over, but now that I know what it is, it yeah. won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, smoking and toasting, directly influencing sales because I will be buying another bottle of this rum. <laughs> Good, uh, I'll take this one home. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. <laughs> I'll fight you for it. <laughs> Welcome back. It is so nice to be with you on uh, Smoking and Toasting, our show all about crappier, fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars. And those are all things that we 
that we rather enjoy. Speaking of fine spirits, I just have to say one more time. This is Ron Gobernador. Ron means rum in, in yeah. Spanish. So it's really just Gobernador. Uh, it's a 12-year-aged rum. Oh, my God. <laughs> a lot God, of guys named good. Ron that make rum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we laugh about that, but I actually thought that for a while. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, lot of, oh, Ron runs. just means rum. A lot of Rons in the uh, rum business, that's for sure. Uh, anyway, it, it, I could not recommend this more highly. It's that's just really, it's really, really good. Really, really so good. So interesting. Uh, a couple of cigars to watch for. The Dominican Cohiba with the barrel-aged tobacco is back. It is Weller by Cohiba, a smoke made by General Cigar Company in partnership with Weller Bourbon. Nice. And uh, they've uh, brought this back for the third time. It's a Connecticut broadleaf binder, that, uh, and it has spent some time in Weller Bourbon barrels. So now uh, a question for you. Do you like cigars like Camacho has several? That have been aged in in bourbon barrels is that is that a thing that you that you like in terms of cigars? Um, so there are some that I've smoked that are pretty good, but mm -hmm. generally speaking, that bourbon barrel aging on a cigar, I don't think always does it very many favors. There's I, a, I, have, I have a tendency to agree. There's a there's a the very specific taste that you get from mm -hmm. a cigar when it when it goes through that process. And it's not my favorite taste. I knew a police officer once that, like, loved Rum Runner cigars. He would come into the cigar shop where I, I used to shop at the time, and he'd come in and buy, like, dozens of them. You know, yeah. I think I think he, he was smoking them on stakeout or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, but he just absolutely loved I was like, seriously? You, uh, because, because I love rum and I love cigars, and I love to drink rum while I smoke a cigar. But I don't think I want the taste of There's rum a, from What was the company? Ted's. Cigar. Ted's Cigars had the um, the uh, the ones that were Maker's Mark infused. and they, they were infusing them. They were either infusing them or they were uh, mm, like right, right. barrel aging them or whatever sure. they were doing. Mm -hmm. um, that's It's a business. And those cigars are real pretty and they're kind of cool, especially if you don't know what you're looking for in a cigar. They come mm -hmm. in a nice tube. And they've got the little Maker's Mark yeah, uh, they got, uh, like, wax. Which is, which is super cool. But... Um, yeah, there's something about that bourbon flavor when they when, when it's in a cigar that I just it's not my favorite thing. I love bourbon with a cigar, but Absolutely. I don't think I want bourbon in my cigar. Well, generally speaking, well, uh, but you know, each his own. Weller by Cohiba was introduced back in 2021 as a cigar meant to be paired with Weller bourbon, but last year they changed the concept and did the barrel aged uh, binder. The binder this year is barrel aged as well. Only the blend. Uh, has changed. I will tell so. you, you can find some cigar and spirits pairings that are just out mm -hmm. of this world. But I also really liked uh, Perdomo did a whole series of four cigars that were meant to be paired with different styles of beer. Right. They I were remember very that. Interesting. And they were, they they were, were all good very cigars, interesting. Yes. They were good cigars, yes. Uh, well, speaking of uh, interesting cigars, Rocky Patel is taking time out from fighting the awesome. uh, anti uh, cigar. He's uh, on a win right yeah, now, man. Yeah. Good for uh, him. So, as a result, he's releasing his first $100 cigar. Oh. Yep. Uh, the cigar market's seen a lot of cigars coming out at that price point. Listen, recently. Rocky, send me one. I'm going to I'm going to review so, it and see if it's worth $100. So, Rocky says that uh, this one size line not only has extraordinary packaging, which shouldn't surprise you from Rocky Patel, uh, but he says it's being made with the oldest tobacco in his inventory, and he thinks it is the best cigar 
he's ever made. Well, okay. I would hope so. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Send me one. Yeah, I want to find people out. People were looking for something higher. Andy says there's a strong demand for expensive cigars. Rocky, of course, grows some of his own tobacco. Uh, and this uh, filler was grown in Nicaragua. The binder is Nicaraguan. And uh, the high priming leaf is a Mexican San Andres. It is called Rocky Patel Conviction. That's conviction. Yeah, and it's $100 per stick. Uh, right, we so, need to get Rocky on the show. Yeah, I think we do, and he needs to bring some that guy, conviction that guy's with him. Awesome, we need to get him on the show. <laughs> We've had him on the show before, but he didn't give us a hundred dollars. No, cigar. he did not give us a hundred dollars. Oh well, it's worth a try. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Uh, it's smoking and toasting, and uh, thank you for hanging with us. Drinking news is next. Dang good, Rome. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, and, you know, uh, a few other things from time to time. Ian is uh, playing along with the uh, bumper music. I like it. I may have heard it before. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> it's like part of the song. I know. It really is. Uh, you should have put some ukulele on that. Who knows? You could, yeah. Could, could still be a thing. Uh, welcome to our show, ladies and gentlemen. We are so thrilled to be bringing you our 341st installment uh, of smoking and toasting, which is halfway to 400. That's amazing. Uh, but it, you know, 341, of course, includes the missing mystery episode, which yes. I get a little like verklempt about when we talk about <laughs> it. So we'll we'll have to go over that another time. Uh, anyway, we uh, try what, to recreate that. You know? uh, I don't remember what the first episode was where we did drinking news. I just know that ever since then uh, it was in the hundred and eighty ish. Yeah, I, I think just, range. I just know that ever since then it has taken off like crazy, and every week I scour the universe for a story that might work for drinking news, and my sole goal is, will this make Ian laugh? <laughs> because if I make you laugh, it feels like it's been a success. <laughs> feel like you've done something. Yeah. It's, however, I will Listen, point people, out that's, those are rules to live life by. I will point out that this week's, because uh, I always want to give credit. Whenever, listen, if you send me a drinking news story that I can use, not only will I uh, um, st at rfcmedia.com. That's right. St at rfcmedia.com. If you send me a drinking news story that I can use, I will make sure to get your address and send you an RFC media. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Not an RFC media, but a uh, smoking toast and bottle opener, which I don't have one on my in my bag to show you, but you've seen them on here before. It's a very cool. The long bottle openers, like the mm-hmm. uh, like the uh, bartenders use. In, you in stick bars. a magnet on your fridge and you stick this right to the magnet. You're Boom. all good. It's a wonderful thing. So yes, if I use your story, I will absolutely send you that. And who knows, maybe even some cool Texas beers. So yeah, <laughs> because I will be very appreciative. Uh, that said, today's uh, story was sent to me. By none other than Ian Barry. That was sent to me by none other than my brother-in-law, Mike. All right, so I guess I owe your brother-in-law by a, proxy, yes. a, a, a bottle opener, right? All right, <laughs> all right. right. <laughs> see me after the show. Ladies and gentlemen, against my better judgment, it's time for Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. 
choose, y'all. <laughs> Rowdy has such a distinctive Rowdy. voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great, the one and only Rowdy Yates, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Such on, a I can identify voice. his voice in two words. On the Gator, <laughs> the Gator vet uh, line. Uh, it's awesome. Well, if we're honest about it, and today's drinking news is going to be very different, by the way. Uh, last week's drinking news was poo jokes and and. The week before was like you know manhood jokes. Oh, yeah. So uh, so we're going to go a very different direction today. Maybe may, might not be as funny, but hopefully we'll give you something to think about. Speaking of manhood, I love this room. Yeah, <laughs> it really is good, isn't it? If you're honest about it, most of us would have to admit that we all have at least that one friend, or perhaps more accurately, one acquaintance. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to narrow that one down. That has a story or stories that are just really difficult to believe. <laughs> Wait, you, I don't have you, a friend like you, that. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I bet you do. <laughs> since the beginning of time, people. Oh, have, hold on, say it one more time. Okay. Uh, which since the beginning of time? Yeah, yeah. very good. <laughs> That's very good. what we needed. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. Since the beginning of time, people have made wild claims about things that may or may not have happened that seem pretty hard to swallow. Now, maybe they're just looking for attention. Maybe they're advancing a particular political agenda. Maybe they're just freaking nuts. That all, can have a... All three of these could be true simultaneously, by the way. And even here on Drinking News, we know we do share some pretty bizarre stories that can stretch the limits of your belief from time to time. I mean, did the pilot really fly his plane in a pattern that would show up on radar as a man's privates? Uh, did the de Does the deceased woman in Mexico really have a gravestone shaped like an erect phallus? Did the man who lost his penis really grow a replacement on his arm? Well, these stories and all the ones we bring you here on Drinking News have all been confirmed by the news media and are not just stories from parody sites like The Onion. I mean, I do love The Onion, but we resist the temptation to bring you those stories in this segment. So that is why we've checked and double-checked the accuracy of this report, because it does sound very much like something that your tall tale-telling friend might claim happened to him. It's the story of a Texas woman. Sorry, Florida. We'll get back to you next week. A woman from Silsby, Texas. Silsby, Texas. It's a little under two hours from us here in, in Houston. Yeah. Uh, this woman had an experience last month that does sound like she made it up. But when you say had an experience, yeah, that kind of lends itself to like the hmm. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, but this, it sounds like she made it up, but this has been verified by doctors and by local news outlets. It seems. Did she say hold my beer? <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of good stories start that way. And a lot of stories in Silsby start that way, I believe, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But no, it seems that Silsby resident Peggy James was minding her own business and mowing her lawn. When not one, but two unbelievable things happened to her. The first one, believe it or not, was that a snake fell from the sky <laughs> and wrapped itself around her arm. Holy flying reptiles, Batman. <laughs> Can you imagine you're just mowing your lawn and all of a sudden, it's one thing to mow your lawn and see a snake. In Texas, we've probably all had that happen to us. Yeah, you know, I mean, snakes once or snakes twice. are everywhere around here, right? Uh, but but this one fell from the sky, and not only fell from the sky, it'd be freaky enough if you saw it fall from the sky and land in front of you. No, it fell and wrapped <laughs> itself around her arm. <laughs> I was I mean, testing my new snake catapult. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, 
Well, how that's, do you even how do you even explain that to somebody? Right, right. I don't know. I, it just fell out of the sky. This 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 is one of those stories. Is that like, the apocalypse? Right, right. Yeah. Is that the size? Uh, so so that's weird enough, right? Oh yeah, that's pretty weird. <laughs> the, the snake falls and and wraps itself around her arm. But the second thing that happened was that a hawk swooped down from the sky. I'm assuming that the snake came from the hawk. And started attacking her. <laughs> Give me my snake back. <laughs> snake was like, I'm latched on. No. Worst day ever. <laughs> Absolutely. We can only surmise that the hawk was flying overhead as Peggy Jones was mowing, <laughs> grasping a snake in his talons, and something must have happened that made the bird lose his grip, and maybe the snake bit him or something. And he dropped his potential lunch, which then fell directly on Peggy Jones's arm. <laughs> Wrapped itself around her arm. Just, and then the, the hawk's like, you know what I want? I want my lunch back. Yeah, yeah it would appear that the hawk had... You can't mm, have my lunch money, The Mrs. hawk had Peggy no interest in giving up his reptilian meal <laughs> and was prepared to fight Peggy Jones to get it back. So, oh. as the ferocious bird began to attack Miss Jones... <laughs> Pecking at her face and eyes, the snake coiled itself tighter and tighter around her arm. God, this, can it get worse? Yeah. Holy! It was scary and very traumatic, the Texas woman said. I think I just went into survival mode. Joan said she flung her arm trying to throw the snake off while the hawk continued to attack her. The bird finally managed to grab a hold of the snake and ripped it from her arm before flying away to resume his attempt to have a pleasant lunch. WTF, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the attack left Peggy Jones severely bruised all up and down her arm oh, with bet. puncture wounds on her arm and her face. Her oh husband, gosh. thankfully, rushed her to the emergency room where she was treated, and doctors confirmed that despite the seriousness of her injuries, she had not been bitten by the snake. So at least there was that. Uh, she's still recovering from the incredibly random occurrence and has thanked the doctors in the community of Silsby for their support yeah. after her I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this for a second, right? As a snake, you're flying up in the sky, right? <laughs> and you're like, holy crap, I'm about to become lunch. So you reach up and you bite the bird in the ass. You finally get let go. So you got a lease on life. There's a somewhat chance when you hit the ground, you're going to survive. Mm -hmm. Now you land on this soft twig, right? <laughs> and this soft twig starts getting thrown around and starts like trying to beat you against stuff. And yeah. you're just trying to survive. Yeah. And then... No rest for the wicked. Now Here you comes got the hawk. Yeah. Now you're back in the bird's mouth. Yeah. That poor snake. I just hear, see this very slow motion version of her flailing around with me and Mrs. Jones, the song playing <laughs> like slow motion Quentin Tarantino style. We got a thing <laughs> going, going on. And she's like, oh. I think it would totally work. I think it would totally work. Can you imagine if somebody had videoed it? It would be the most viewed TikTok of oh, all time. Yes, for yeah. sure. Most for viewed sure. of what's, what's all that, time. What's that riff? Uh, me? I can't sing. What do you got me singing? I'm here, Mrs. Jones. As difficult as the story may be to believe, it is not, in fact, the most outlandish claim of all time. And in this case, her injuries do pretty much confirm that it happened. That's But, oh. but throughout history... People have made other claims that have been even wilder. In, a in an 1835 report, a New York newspaper, The Sun, claimed that a number of animals such as bison, unicorns, and beavers had all been found on the moon. This discovery was attributed to a renowned astronomer, Sir John Herschel. Later, when this report was proven to be false, the incident was dubbed the Great Moon Hoax. 
Speaking of Herschel, former football star and failed candidate for Senate Herschel Walker made some amazing claims as well, including that he'd served as an FBI agent and a police officer in the past and produced a phony plastic badge to try and prove it. He was thoroughly debunked. Maybe the padding in his helmet was a little bit... uh... Congressman, <laughs> Congressman George Santos claimed he worked for Goldman Sachs on Wall Street and claimed he set up an animal charity and then swindled a disabled American veteran out of money to fund life-saving surgery for the man's dog, which never happened. Uh, dozens of claims Santos have made has been completely debunked. The New York Herald in the 1870s published an article claiming there had been a mass escape of animals from a New York City zoo killing numerous people. At the end of the article, the author claimed that this news was fabricated to bring attention to the lack of security measures at the zoo. <laughs> Nevertheless, the newspaper was criticized for inciting unnecessary panic among its readers. In 1726, a British woman named Mary Toft became the subject of great controversy when she claimed that she'd given birth to rabbits. Toft claimed that after her initial pregnancy had ended in a miscarriage, she began giving birth to animal body parts. Upon further investigation, however... Her claims were found to be a hoax. <laughs> Do you really want to be known as that lady? And more recently, <laughs> Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene claimed that the rampant wildfires in California were caused by Jewish men who owned space lasers that were in orbit around the Earth and aimed them at California forests in order to set the fires that would raise awareness for global warning. Again... <laughs> Thoroughly. Wait, wait a and second. Completely is that, is that sure Semitic that's or anti-Semitic? I'm not sure where that I, 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 was. I'm not. Yeah. I, like, I what, well, what the heck? Are they Orthodox? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, all I know is she called them Jewish space lasers. That's what she I called them. Jewish that. space, Jewish yeah, space yeah. lasers. As if the lasers themselves. <laughs> Had a preferred religion. They're Hasidic lasers. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so beware of what you believe just because somebody said it. And please accept our promise here at Drinking News that while we do bring you some outrageous stories from time to time, we will do our best to make sure of the accuracy of these reports. Heck, we only have to look at the state of Florida re to reveal that truth, in many cases, is quite a bit stranger than fiction. Reporting live from Silsby. Where I'll let you know that gray-colored aliens have landed and they've given me a formula that will make me irresistible to women. And Salma Hayek has shown up. She's throwing herself at me. Hey, it could happen. Again. My name is Cruz and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> so while we were <coughs> doing that very long drinking news, I told you it'd be different today. Uh, so while we were doing that drinking news, Ian has poured our next beer... And uh, this is the Media Noche. All right. So the first thing about this beer is, you know when people are like, oh, that beer is really heavy and thick? Mm -hmm. This is. This is the one, This is the beer they're talking about. <laughs> huh? This is this is actually heavier and thicker than most beers I mm. think I've had. Wow, that is motor oil thick. I've had, I've had wood mm. glue that might be this consistency. <laughs> wow. You've drank wood glue? And... No, but I but I've I've used yeah, it okay. um, recently. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure at some point in time. I'm, Your thoughts on this um, very it's thick freaking delicious beer from Weldworks. The the finish on this, and what comes back to you after you've swallowed in just a few seconds have gone by, is this chocolate, like dark chocolate. Oh, it's just indescribable. It's so rich. It is incredible. This beer is amazing. Weldworks is a pretty, uh, um, pretty rocking little uh, little brewery. From and, and it helps with the translation. Medianoche obviously means man, that's good. Look at. I'm just want to show you my cup. 
Look at just the the traces of it where it's touched the glass when I took a sip. It leaves a dark ring around it. <laughs> it's amazing. Not a lot of carbonation, but I don't think No, would, I mean almost none I don't think whatsoever. You would, I don't think you would want it with this beer. Mm. It is uh, it is thick. This is this is so viscous. Um If you've ever heard someone say I'll be drinking my dessert. This is a dessert you can drink. Mm-hmm. Is what it, what it tastes like. It's incredible. Yeah. I absolutely love this. This is amazing. It's really, really good. Weldworks Brewery, Gre- Greeley, Colorado. I'll tell you all Check about it when we come out. back. And I've had some of their IPAs, and they've been uh, absolutely delicious. But this is uh, this is something else entirely. Uh, as we go to break, I will say, Media Noche. Not sure what that means. What does it mean? I think it means, uh, wow, that's really good. Media noche. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And this has been one of those shows, Ian, where everything, including the mystery beverage, has been really, really good. It's the golden show. Yeah, it is the golden show. And you're holding the Media Noche bottle. What, what does it tell I'm you? We tried to this in the last the, segment. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the uh, ABV is on this. Mm. It's it's high. Uh, I can't tell what it is, though. If only there was a device that we could ask that was like connected to other devices. Working on the, it. Um, <clears throat> Caramel Vanilla Latte Media Noche. Caramel Vanilla Latte Media Noche started as a blend of Imperial Stouts aged 25 to 27 months and freshly emptied six-year E.H. Taylor Bourbon, 15-year Blanton's Bourbon, and uh, 10-year Eagle Rare Bourbon barrels. After aging, this blend was uh, conditioned on Madagascar uh, vanilla beans. I was caramel say, you get the syrup, vanilla big time in this. The caramel and the syrup, caramel yes, mm-hmm. big time, and cold brew espresso lending heavy notes of salted caramel creme brulee rich coffee and light macadamia nut um cvlm is truly as it's caramel vanilla latte made in noche is truly reminiscent of your favorite iced caramel vanilla latte pardon me i have the answer to your question is it uh somewhere between uh 12 and a lot more it is, in fact, between 12 and a lot more. Because <laughs> it's pretty boozy. It's 14.1% ABV. <laughs> oh, like, if you can see this on the camera, I have a little drip of it on the lip of my cup. And, and, it's and just, it just stays it, there. It, it's it, like it's a glob like, of... It's like it's gelatinous. It's a globule like it's a piece of, of, jello. of liquid. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And I'm just... Uh, 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 during the break, by the way, I went back to the rum mm. uh, after having some of the Media Noche uh, vanilla latte. you got to try this. Uh, um, going to the um, going back to the rum is a... Hmm. Oh. Like, those two work well together. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like they're, they're, they're really friendly neighbors right there. Yeah. I will tell you, this bottle was almost as expensive as the rum. I mean, it, it was... Was it really? It was like, I think, I think it was $34. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah so... Um, you let it not be said that I don't invest in the show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's... Of course, of course, there's also all the beers that I buy for the show and wind up drinking them before they ever make their way into the studio. So we'll never there know. Is, there is that. Oh, yeah. There's been some good ones. <laughs> uh, we will, we will never... It's like, this would have been so much fun on the show. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but, Man, you know, Cruz would really like this beer. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, no, uh, Weldworks uh, brewed their very first batch of Imperial Stout oh. uh, to age in bourbon barrels right after they opened in February of 2015. <laughs> so some of their stout has been aging in these barrels for quite some this time. This is amazing. And when you go back from the uh, rum to the um, mm-hmm. bourbon barrel stout, this uh, Medianoche, it makes it just this incredible dark it's dark bitter chocolate, chocolate yeah, bomb yeah. that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Decadent even. Yeah, this, Absolutely this has crazy. been a kind of a decadent show. The IPA was a bit decadent. Even that Hell's Lager was like a bit. Is, this is, man, we're five out of five today <laughs> on fantasticness. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Then other times we have Malort. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Malort is the best of its category. Yeah, what is its category exactly? I, it's a, some sort of Malort. Well, or- Icelandic spirit, maybe? <laughs> is, it, is it really Icelandic? It's a Norwegian or Icelandic yeah, or something. Maybe. I know. I know when I was in Iceland that they actually do this thing where they bury fish under the ground for, like, years. To make it more delicious. And then they dig it up and, and cook it. So. How would you like to be the first guy to figure that out? <sighs> or to figure out who just how long is too long? Who was the first guy that long? figured that out? Like, like, who is this guy and why did he bury his fish in the ground before he decided <laughs> oh, to put these here for a while? What yeah. about the first guy that invented cottage cheese? I mean, how, yeah, like, oh, right, right. No, seriously? It's, it's a very good, very good point. Really, even the first guy that invented beer, it had to just be a happy accident, right? You know, somebody, something got somebody left with a nervous condition just yeah. invented butter. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but think about it, even even the invention of beer. Like, it had to be stuff that was left too long somewhere yeah. and, and fermented. Like, I'm a drink. And it. somebody's yeah. like, "This is damn good." <laughs> here. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking Let's about. See what this is and taste yeah. it. Yeah, and that led to civilization settling down and becoming agricultural. Uh, and thank you, beer. Yeah, thank you, beer. Thank it's you, exactly beer. right. <laughs> well, you know, back in the day, beer uh, people were encouraged to drink beer because you sometimes couldn't trust the water. Oh yeah. But once the beer had been brewed. Uh, most of the you know, harmful uh, stuff was was brewed out of it. That's so, right. And, and same fact, thing with wine too. Yeah, wine absolutely. I still don't trust the water. Absolutely. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I, and I can tell you for the rest of today, I'm not going to trust any water at all yeah. of no, any kind. No water will be trusted. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's a, it's a don't trust water day. Yeah, uh, we should do a shirt smoking a toast and we don't trust water. <laughs> you, you say you're Ozarka, but you could be lying. That's right. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for making it through another. What is another, this show even about? I'm not even sure. Oh, it was about our uh, victory for the cigar industry. There That's what that. it was about. <laughs> and it was about a snake falling on a lady's arm. Uh, I, uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed snake today's program. Just thank you, uh, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have a great week, everybody. We appreciate you coming here. Next week, Jack Daniels on the show. We'll see what they have Super to excited. Uh, tell us about. Yep. Uh, smoking and toasting. Thank you. And uh, cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Yeah, you never listen to anybody else.